You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He spends all of his fall and winter at Arrowhead. And Arrowhead, Jiha, Kiha, whatever state. <laughs> and is plugged into the Chiefs like no one else. I'm just letting everybody know, Vince thinks he's a star. It's 4 o'clock on Friday, and Nate Taylor from The Athletic joins Dot on the drive. We are very happy to be joined in studio right now by Nate Taylor of The Athletic for the 4 o'clock hour and get you ready for Chiefs and Bills. Nate, let's start with this. Really breaking this game down. What do you see as the biggest key to a Chiefs win? What do you see as the biggest key to a Buffalo win? Yeah, I mean, um, I heard Nick Wright, obviously, on my drive up here, um, and I wholly agree with him. Uh, The Chiefs... The problem is Chiefs have only had, what, two games this year, but they haven't turned the ball over. So you're asking you're asking for a lot. I guess you would say just don't have a negative turnover differential in the game. Um, but I do think the key to the Chiefs winning is making the Bills one-dimensional and putting all the pressure on Josh Allen to where he has to be extraordinary. Um, you know, the Chiefs have not given up 30 points in a game all season on defense. So – um, they're the unit, again, that I tend to trust and rely upon more than the offense, even though the offense has Patrick Mahomes. And I think the other way it could go, um, if the Chiefs season ends in Buffalo, is Buffalo, and this is going to be tough for them because they got a, a litany of injuries. I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about it. But making someone other than Rasheed Rice or Travis Kelsey beat them. Uh, to where it forces Patrick Mahomes to feel like he has to be a Superman. I think whichever defense can put the burden even heavier on the opposing quarterback will probably have a better chance of winning the game. Um, but you never know. It could come down to the fourth quarter, and even with all the burden and the pressure and the season being on the line, Josh Allen can make an amazing play. Obviously, we know Patrick Mahomes can take a team 80 yards with the season on the line and win the game. So, um but I do think that <laughs> it's crazy. The one unit I think you can trust the most out of all four is the Chiefs defense. And they have had a lot of answers to whoever they played so far. And I do need to remind the audience that Buffalo only scored 20 points in the first matchup. So asking them to score 30 um, to ensure victory is going to be quite a challenge because the Chiefs defense is even healthier now than it was then. I look at this game as I think both teams are the hurdle for the other team. If you're Buffalo, very obvious reasons. 
you have gone to Kansas City in almost every important game over the last four years, and you have lost almost every important game. And you know, as a Bills fan, if we want to go to and win the Super Bowl, we got to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And we have been wondering, hey, what is it going to be like if we have them in our building? We finally got them. Now, the situation is not ideal. You're banged up, less rest, but it's also an NFL season. You got to overcome things in order to win a championship. If you're Kansas City, they played six games against playoff teams this year. The only playoff team they have beaten is Miami. Mm. And every other playoff team, it has either been a drop, a penalty or a turnover why you have lost that game. Kansas City doesn't need to play perfect on Sunday to win. They do have to play clean against a good football team. That's why I say that I think this game is a hurdle for both sides and both sides have to do something that they haven't done. Yes. Um I also think too like this will be a great this will be a great example of how far McDermott and his coaching staff has sort of developed over the course of the season, right? Obviously, there's no Ken Dorsey now. Um, They have morphed into a more balanced offense, but I still think the Chiefs have the better coaching staff um, from head coach to offensive coordinator because Matt Nagy's done it longer um, to obviously Steve Spagnuolo, who's been exceptional this year. I I think a lot of it will come down to coaching and the wrinkles and the tendencies, and I just have a a firm belief because – uh, guys didn't want to say it explicitly uh, to me on Wednesday, but George Kaloftis said, we're going to have some some new things for them. And we saw that last year in terms of the pass rush scheme when they played the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship game. All of a sudden, Chris Jones got more pressure. Uh, even someone like Frank Clark had his last great game in the NFL based on the Chiefs having a, a very – different game plan than what they showed in the in the original, you know, first matchup in the regular season. So I think if you're looking for coaching wrinkles, um, if you're looking for a team that's that has the experience in these big games, uh, I think it all sort of leans to the Chiefs. And that kind of goes to your point, Carrington, like if you have the advantage at head coach, if you think you have the advantage with quarterback, um, you should be the more clean team you should be the team that's more fundamentally sound that doesn't let penalties sort of disrupt your rhythm and you should be able to be the team that um forces the issue to where obviously it can play with the other team's mind I mean this is this is kind of Mount Everest for the Bills because as I've said before um ever since 2019 that's who the Bills have been chasing when Sean McDermott first got there, their job was to find a quarterback. They did that. They got Josh Allen. Then their job was to win the division, to finally end the Patriots' run of the AFC East. They did that. Then it was to go win the conference. Well, the problem was the Chiefs were right there in 2019, Then they stopped them in 2020, Then they stopped them in 2021. They didn't even get the right to play them last year, and now finally they have a home playoff game um, where they can be the team that can – sort of in the Chiefs' reign in the AFC, uh, at least in this sort of the context of, of what they've been doing. So for five years, Brendan Bean has been building this team to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why they went out and signed Von Miller, even though we all thought at the time it's a lot of money for a guy aging. Von uh, Miller also has fewer sacks than Felix on UDK Uzama, also has fewer tackles than Felix on UDK Uzama. So for all the money that mm-hmm. they are spending on Von Miller, he has zero sacks and three tackles this year. He has been a non-factor. He hasn't had a sack in a game since crazy. November of last year. Mm. 
crazy. So, but that's why they signed him, right? To to try to generate a better pass rush against Patrick Mahomes. So if they cannot win this game, it's been four to five years of roster building to go against one team and not finding a way to get over the hurdle. Um, but I still think the Chiefs have the better quarterback, the more experienced quarterback, the better coaching staff, the more experienced coaching staff. And so, and they're the healthier team too. I mean, we just cannot, we cannot discount that, that they're the healthier team with more rest. Um, and so in a showdown of this magnitude, a lot of things are in the Chiefs' favor before kickoff ever starts. Right now, we're talking to Nate Taylor of The Athletic in studio, going through the top storylines in Chiefs and Bills. Are you with me that the Chiefs potentially unlock their formula in the game against Miami? Like, I think about how Kansas City needs to win this game, Mm -hmm. how they could beat Baltimore, how they could advance. Patrick Mahomes didn't throw an interception. Isaiah Pacheco had 25 touches in the game. Rasheed Rice was really good. Travis Kelsey was a key factor in the game. And they maybe have the best defense in the postseason. I don't think you need Patrick Mahomes to be a savior. You don't need him to throw for 400 yards, three (laughs) touchdowns, and be what he was in 2018. You don't need the MVP version of Pat. You need him to throw for 275 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, and take points, take a profit, Every time you get the ball, they did that against Miami. If they do that against Buffalo, they're winning the game in my mind. Yeah, probably. And this is the, this is one of the key stats in the game uh, against the Dolphins. And I wonder how repeatable it can be against the Bills. But on the Chiefs' first 24 plays on offense, Carrington, the ball went to either Isaiah Pacheco in a handoff or it was targeted to Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey. The opening script, the first two drives for the Chiefs are going to tell you just about everything, right? Between, hey, run that same offense. It's a three-man offense with a all-world quarterback. And if the Bills stop you, okay, then you can find the adjustments and try to figure out how to move the football in a more efficient manner. If you go right down the field like you did against the Dolphins with Pacheco, Rice, and Kelsey, okay. Like, that's that's your offense. And then you can sort of expand out if you want to take a deep shot to McCole Harmon or if you want to do a deep corner route to Justin Watson, or if you want to use Travis Kelsey to sort of attract defenders for Noah Gray, that's fine. Um, But I think the screen game is going to be important for Pacheco just because he wasn't in the first game, and we know how um, explosive he can be in the open field. But, yeah, take a profit. And I do think the Chiefs are going to run some trick play in the red zone, Carrington, that the Buffalo Bills have not seen all year. So when it is a critical spot, maybe in the third quarter, Maybe it's right before you go into halftime. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to move the ball. It's just a matter of executing in the red zone. Um, And so, yeah, use the offense that you've had. But then again, I'm trusting the coaching staff to bring something else to the table that will help the players execute at a higher level as well. I just have accepted that they're not going to be good in the red zone. Maybe I shouldn't be at that point. Uh, But, Nate, you've been watching this team since July. Yeah, uh uh-huh. They're not good in the red zone. Like, how many times have you come on here and said, man, if they were better in the red zone or if they could just get a deep ball, I am tired of talking (laughs) about what this offense should be and just accepting what they are and how do you maximize those strengths and how do you stay away from those weaknesses? Um, Well, don't have penalties. Um, So that obviously is Donovan Smith or if Jawan Taylor has something go wrong. They've already called a penalty on Jawan Taylor. (laughs) They've already thrown a flag. Can you imagine if it's like, middle of the second quarter and he has one of those like illegal you know formation like the 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 way the crowd's going to react but you know he is though 
Like I, I said this earlier. I and look, Patrick's great enough to go on third and 15 and convert, but I'm just saying they might be put in that position. There are some things that I know are going to happen in this game. Yes. I just I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to be cold, right? Right. I know that. I know that Josh Allen is going to turn the ball over. Like, you look at his history. I would be surprised if Josh Allen had zero turnovers yeah, in this he, game just based on his history. Right. Can he go two straight weeks in the postseason without giving the ball to the other team? That is asking a lot. I also know that Jawan Taylor, it's going to be third and two. Mm. And the Chiefs are going to get a first down. Oh, no. And it's going to be false start. <laughs> or the Chiefs are going to score a touchdown. Uh, and it's going to be holding. Holding. Hold on. Bring it I just, back. I know it. They've thrown 21 penalties on Jawan Taylor in their 18 football games. <laughs> they, they're, they're doing this. I'm sorry. Like, that, that's not being negative to me. That's just, simply, that's just the facts. I've been watching the games. And there is a and the thing is, whenever they show that flag in that bottom right corner, you know who it's on. You're not even questioning. Like, yeah. In the press box, you just see guys walking back, and you're like, "Well, you know exactly who it's on." Especially yeah. like this is false start territory because remember, it's going to be so loud. Early yes. on in the season, mm-hmm. how he was getting off a hair second too early, and you know the crowd is going to be loud. And I, I just, I know that that is going to be a part of this game. It's happened too much. Yes. Also, this is where Patrick Mahomes, I think there's two reasons to have optimism for the red zone issues. One is Patrick Mahomes scrambling. Now, he didn't get into the end zone against the Miami Dolphins. We all saw what happened with his helmet, but he was at least willing to take the risk. Um, I think there's going to be chances where they roll him out of the pocket more in the red zone to give him uh, the opportunity to run or pass. And then secondly, I, I just think that there's I just think there's trick plays to 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 sort of lean on. And as I wrote in the athletic earlier this week, the time they've had success in the red zone involves trick plays or plays where it's like a direct snap to Pacheco or obviously what we saw with McKinnon and Rasheed Rice in, in New England. I mean, even last week they sort of did the, hey, we're going to shift right or I think it was shift left, direct snap. We could pitch it to Mahomes, but obviously it's like I was screaming in the press box. I'm like, pitch it. Pitch the option just to see what it was going to be like. He was never going to pitch that ball. Um, but they scored on it, you know. And so even though they were in the red zone six times, uh, it took them the sixth time to be like, fine, I guess we'll unveil one of these trick plays. But they got a couple of them left. And so I think that's why you can be um, somewhat optimistic. The other thing, too, is uh, – you don't have to get in the red zone to score a touchdown. It'd be nice if, you know, Rasheed Rice ran a, a deep over route 30 yards out and scored a touchdown in that manner because he is hard to bring down in the open field. We've all seen that. So um, your point is very valid. I understand it. Um, but in the game of January, uh, use Mahomes' legs. Use the trick plays if you got them. And then try to lean on Pacheco, too. Like, it's okay to hand the ball off to him on first and second down so that you at least have third and manageable uh, when you're in such a condensed space like the red zone. Right now we're talking to Nate Taylor of The Athletic going through the top storylines in this game. I remember the feeling I had going to Mizzou Arena for what I thought at the moment was Kansas's last time playing there. Uh huh. And I remember the energy in the building – I remember the tension, the nervousness. We cannot lose this game to this team. KU won the last game at the Hearn Center. They can't win the last game at Mizzou <laughs> Arena. 
Yes. You've been to a lot of football games. Uh-huh. What's the most hostile environment that you've seen? What's the most tense environment? Because you and I both know, if you are a Buffalo Bills fan, you have had this game circled for five years. You have been waiting. You bought season tickets for this with the hope that yes. Kansas City would be coming to Orchard Park and you could scream your head off to try to help your Bills advance. Yes, and... As as Nick Wright said earlier, what if Houston wins on what if Houston wins tomorrow and that increases the magnitude of this game? I mean, I, I love that this is the last divisional game, but yeah, this is it. I mean, we if we if you remember the emotion and how it made us feel watching the Detroit Lions have a 32 year exodus of finally winning a home playoff game, uh, I can't imagine what it's going to be like, even in very cold conditions, for Buffalo fans to understand that. Man, we haven't been to the Super Bowl since 1993, and our best chance since then might be now. Because again, if Houston somehow wins, uh, the winner of Sunday's game will host the FC Championship game. Um, you know, I would think that either team would be the presumptive favorite over the Houston Texans, even them dis- despite them beating the Baltimore Ravens. So, um, you know, it's funny that Travis Kelsey basically acknowledged today that yeah. Um, they can throw snowballs at us. They can throw <laughs> cans of beers. Like, it's going to be loud. It's going to be raucous. Um, it is a rivalry. Um, it, it's so great that you mentioned Mizzou KU because um, I got to see what it was like in Cameron Indoor for Duke, North Carolina, and just the intensity of that sort of rivalry and the fact that, like, the way both stadiums are constructed, um, the fans are on top of you. Like, Arrowhead – is a pretty close proximity for the players and the paying customer. It's the same way in Buffalo. It's the reason those stadiums are built the way they're built. The acoustics in both of those stadiums are amazing for sound. So, um, man, it's going to be uh, sort of life-affirming for Bills fans if they win this game. It's a little bit uh, unusual that a game of this, again, of this magnitude is only in the divisional round. Um but this is where Patrick Mahomes can – this is where Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, and Andy Reid can sort of further stamp what is already known, but just solidify a little bit more that uh, their greatness sort of supersedes most conditions or most situations or most adverse circumstances, right? Obviously being down double digits and back-to-back, you know, in Super Bowl victories. The understanding that, you know, uh, you may have had – quote, a down year, but you can still summon uh, what is necessary to get through the next round to be, you know, one of your arch nemesis in the AFC. So for all the hubris that Bills fans will have, um, I don't know, man. I've seen Patrick do some pretty impressive things. Um, And I know Chris Jones is going to have quite the advantage because, um, you know, there's going to be times where Josh Allen's going to have to pass the football, and there's not a defensive lineman that the Bills have that is similar to what Chris Jones can present. Um, and, of course, I just trust Andy Reid in these situations more than I would trust Sean McDermott. So for all the adverse situations that would mostly derail a team, I do think the Chiefs can still rise above it. Right now we're joined in studio by Nate Taylor of The Athletic, the Kansas City Chiefs beat writer. You have been to all of these games for the last six years. When did you start as the mm-hmm. beat writer for the Chiefs? 2018. Is it not wild that you have been to three Super Bowls? Yep. 
<laughs> and this is the first time that you were going on the road for a Chiefs postseason game. Yeah. Think about it. You've been to three Super, Super Bowls. Bowls. Yes. Mm-hmm. First time you were getting on a plane, mm-hmm. going to another team's venue. In, in January. Yeah, in January. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. I, I, you know, I was watching, obviously, Bills, Steelers um, on Sunday with a, or Monday, excuse me, for with a vested interest. Um, and then I did what most of my colleagues do, which is like get on your laptop in the late fourth quarter, start booking flight and hotels. And you're like, as I was going through it, I was like, man, I have never done this unless it's to go to the Super Bowl. So it is it is absurd, man. 15 postseason games where <laughs> you just you just you just shake your head. You're like, it's it's unconscionable. Tom Brady never did this. Joe Montana never did this. Like, Joe Montana had to go to Soldier Field against a pretty good Bears defense and torched them to go to the Super Bowl. So, um, you think you've seen it all until, you know, something new comes along. And there was a sliver of maybe maybe the Steelers are only down seven. Who knows? Maybe the Chiefs will be home. Um, but I think it's exciting for a lot of the guys in the locker room. I know it's exciting for Patrick, for Travis, uh, again, for the, all the people that you – even for Legereus Sneed, right? Legereus Sneed has never gone through this before. So um, I think it's a new sort of narrative uh, in their championship run. Um, and I think it's exciting for them because it's another chance for them to prove uh, their excellence, right? And for all the for all the talk of this will be his first road playoff game, I do understand that, like, yes, in 2020 – it was it was in Tampa Bay, and he didn't have an offensive line, and it was, it was it was still one of the most extraordinary performances I've ever seen in a losing effort. Um, but at least he's been through something similar before. It's just it wasn't in cold weather; it was in a Super Bowl against one of the most legendary quarterbacks in NFL history. So I'm looking forward to it. It's all I've asked Carrington for two years. Is like I just want to see what it's like. Now we get to see it. Um, and it's really cool that they get to do it against the Bills, a team that we've really gotten to know for the last you know, four years as well. I think for the most part, all the Chiefs' offensive pieces that really matter get an A for how they played against the Dolphins. That's probably not going to happen again. Somebody has a, a not ideal day. Okay. Isaiah Pacheco, I think it's an A. Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey. Buffalo probably slows one of them down to where I think you need somebody to step up over the course of this run, you have seen somebody emerge as an X factor, whether it's McCall Hardman, Kadarius Tony yes. with the big kick return, Daniel Sorensen. Mm-hmm. On offense, I think it's possibly caught Edwards Hilaire in that Jarek McKinnon role. I think it's also possible that a guy like Justin Watson has two big catches for 32 sure. yards, and they are both on third downs that move the chains. On defense, I think they're going to need to force one turnover on this game. So a guy like Mike Edwards who got an <laughs> interception, someone like that. Those are some guys that I'm throwing out as names for X-Factors. Who do you think that can be on both the offensive and defensive side? On the defensive side, I really think, and I mean, and this this sort of adds on to the storyline, but I think, man, this might be a Willie Gay game where he's just all over the field. He's not letting Josh Allen scramble without – facing some bit of resistance. Um, you know the Bills are going to try to run the ball. They're going to use a lot of, I think, uh, bunch formations, which will lead to a lot of three linebackers on the field. Like, I know what to expect from Drew Tranquil. Nick Bolton is obviously going to be solid. I think Willie Gay could be a really pivotal player, whether he can disrupt Dalton Kincaid a little bit to help out Justin Reed, um, because you know what to expect from the corners 
uh, Ladrius Need, Trent McDuffie. I think the pass rush has been very good. You could say maybe Charles Aminahue because he's he's rising. He's only gotten better as the season goes along. He might be a dark horse in this category. But I love Willie Gay for the defense just because he's going to be the guy that's going to be asked to spy on Josh Allen too, right? That's what we saw in the first matchup. I don't see why that would change. Um, so if you want to limit Josh Allen's ability to be a dual threat, Willie Gay is their best you know, eraser in that category. And then I think offensively, it kind of does come back to Clyde. I, I, I tend to agree with you, Carrington. Like, they need a change of pace. Uh, they might need to run the ball in the second half to keep the chains moving, to keep the clock going. You can't just lean entirely on Isaiah Pacheco, um, even though they did for much of the game against the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, look, Clyde Ebersolier still has the best touchdown catch in the red zone this season, <laughs> which is crazy. So um, he's been very good in pass protection over the last month or so. He's been he's become sort of a power running back, which is what I asked him Wednesday um, when he sort of said, I can do anything. I can run on, you know, outside the tackles and I can run inside the tackles. And in my head, I was like, but you're, you're better inside the tackles. I think we I think we know that now. We don't need to run outside zone anymore for you to be, uh, you know, effective. So I think this could be both of their last games if the Chiefs lose when it comes to Willie Gay, Clyde Rizalier, or it could be the games that sort of solidifies their tenure with the team as one of their most memorable performances because Willie Gay's stat line doesn't have to be amazing. It just, Josh Allen can't have 80 rushing yards, right? Because Willie Gay existed on the field. And for Clyde Rizalier, can you convert on short yardage? Can you make a screen pop? And, hey, if your quarterback needs you on a scramble drill, are you able to, to make something out of nothing alongside him? Right now, we're joined in studio by Nate Taylor of The Athletic. We'll get back to the Chiefs coming up in a bit, but I do want to get your thoughts and opinions on the other games that we have in the divisional round. We'll do that, and then we'll get back to the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to know what Nate thinks about the other three matchups. I think that there's going to be an upset in those other three games. I'll see who you think it's going to be. We got Nate Taylor in studio. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Kansas City, it's Brett Veach. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. We'll get back to the Chiefs coming up in a bit, but there are three other games this weekend, and I want to get Nate Taylor's opinion on those three games in the divisional round of the postseason. 
Nick Wright believes that this is the best weekend in the National Football League. Where do you sit on that? Because his argument is you usually get five or six of the best teams in the league, and then you get two kind of live wild cards. You know, mm-hmm. you get a Houston, you get a Green Bay, you get a great story like Baker Mayfield. That's his argument for this being the best weekend in the National Football League. Let's go through the games and see where you sit. Rob, hit the music. Let's start with the first game of the weekend. The Ravens are nine and a half point favorites against the Texans. It mm. is going to be a long offseason if Lamar Jackson Ooh. plays poorly in this game. I'm worried about Baltimore for this reason. This is the same identical situation you were in in 2019. Yep. You were the one seed. Last game of the season, you didn't play against the Steelers. You then go into the playoffs playing a team in the AFC South. And that team came into your building, upset you, and they went to the AFC championship game. Can history repeat itself? It's definitely possible because if, I mean, I want to be honest, Ryan Tannehill played amazing that day. Derrick Henry was Hall of Fame good that night. And people forget that. I think Lamar threw two picks. Um, I don't expect the same out of him. Um, because I do think he's matured and developed really nicely as a as a quarterback. Obviously, he is the presumptive favorite for the MVP award. Man, CJ's good. CJ's good. D'Amico is nice. Um, I think Baltimore will win, but I am a little nervous because the time off when you're playing a team that had a play-in game against Indianapolis and then sort of tapped into their true potential in the wild card round with nothing to lose. It's that's a tricky combination. Um, I think Baltimore will win, but I do think it will be close. True or false. CJ Stroud is a top five quarterback in the NFL. True. It's shocking how true it is, but it's true. What's your top five right now? Yeah, right. We're talking right now. Cause that, that kind of removes Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. Because of the injury history, that removes Dak Prescott. Because he he's Dak it. Prescott. He did it to me again, <laughs> Carrington. Last week I said, "Come on, Dak, give us one postseason run, baby." He did he give us a run. He can't do it to to Cancun, <laughs> to, Cancun. to Cabo, to the Dominican Republic. He gave Dak, us a run. Dak, I ride with you for four years. You keep doing this to me. Are you oh. ride with him next year? Hell no. Again. no you're <laughs> of course I am. Of course I am. Because we're gonna have an amazing regular season. Uh, Patrick, Josh Allen. Um, this is where it gets really tricky. CJ's like kind of four or five, depending on your taste level right now. Lamar Jackson, of course. I still have Burrow and I put Stafford in at five. So Stafford's I have, really good. I didn't have, I didn't have Stroud in my top five. Jared Goff's playing really well too. Like I'm just saying right now, Jared Goff kind of entering that, that top tier. Let, let me see you do it one more time in a home playoff game. Um, but right now, uh, CJ's playing out of this world good. So I, I do think he's a top five, and it's mostly just what's your preference on, like, the Brock Purdy's, the the Jordan Loves, uh, those type of players. So you got Houston winning or you got Baltimore winning? I have Baltimore winning in a very close, in a game. close game. So you like the Texans plus the nine and a half. Yes. Let's go to the Saturday night game. The Niners are a nine and a half point favorite against the Green Bay Packers. In his last nine starts, Jordan Love has 24 touchdown mm-hmm. passes and one interception. Yikes. He did not throw an interception in the entire month of December. 
or January so far. Mm. Jordan Love is the best quarterback that people are not talking about. But San Francisco, you want to talk about well-rested. This might be the healthiest version. We have not seen a team outside of Baltimore beat a healthy version of the San Francisco 49ers. Who do you have in the Saturday night cap? Carrington, I'm going to just read you all some names. Okay, let's do it. That Jordan Love will be facing in front of him. Chase Young. Javon Hargrave, Nick Bosa, God bless, son. God bless. Like, better get a lead, better have the run as a counterbalance to those pass rushers. I mean, Eric Armstead is like fourth. I mean, it's it's a crazy defensive line. So, as much as I love what Jordan Love's doing, man, you you better – them legs better be stretched and warmed up because I think he will be – I think he'll be running for his life quite a bit. And uh, to your point, the, the 49ers have never been healthier. I mean, again, Debo Samuel, Brendan Ayuk, George Kittle, and I haven't even mentioned Christian McCaffrey. If this team does not get to the Super Bowl with a healthy Trent Williams and a Brock Purdy that has obviously had another year to develop and has been through the postseason at least once – I'm looking at the head coach and I'm shaking my head. It's 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 on a platter for the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl. So I am I'm kind of in the middle. Like all week I've been on the side of hey, the Lions have put everything in the last week. They won their division, yes. they won in the wild card round. Can they emotionally get up for it again? And then I kind of snapped out of it and I was thinking, <laughs> Tampa Bay beat Carolina nine like to nothing. nothing. Less than two weeks ago. Like, what am I, what yes, am I doing here yes. with Tampa Bay? And a Philly team that was like, all right, cool. I mean, all right, we can go home now. Nine to nothing. I do think the Tampa Bay, like, if you were asking me, out of the three underdogs, like, yes. big underdogs, I don't count the Chiefs in that category, who do I think is most likely to win between Tampa, Houston, and Green Bay? I do think it's Tampa Bay. Mm. I don't – I would say I would, I, would, I would bank it on mostly on Houston – uh, just because I think they have a great quarterback, head coach combination. Uh, Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator, has done a magnificent job with um, good players, but not star players outside of CJ, of course. Um, I think the emotion of Detroit will lift them yet again. I, I get the sense that, uh, you know, Baker played about as well as you could have asked him to Monday night. Short-ish turnaround. It's going to get super duper loud. I I want to ride with the Detroit Lions. I, I think they have a balanced rushing attack. Uh, but you know my guy. You know my guy, Carrington. Mike Evans is going to have 120-something yards in this game. Because I'll tell you what, guys. Detroit better get a lead because they can't cover anybody. Did you see how many yards Puka Nakua had? A lot. A lot. He and if a Aiden, lot of people this year, though. And if Aiden Hutchinson can't get consistent pressure on the quarterback, you can't really be asking Aaron Glenn to blitz a lot either because, again, they cannot cover anybody. That's not good for going against San Francisco possibly next week. Again, that's why it's all on the platter for San Francisco. <laughs> it, ain't it, ain't, it ain't good. But I, I want to believe in Jared Goff and, you know, the Detroit Lions will get, a, will get an emotional victory and will have one of the most successful seasons that – did not make the Super Bowl in like a decade in the league. I mean, this has been a it's been a marvelous season, and they did play already this year. And Detroit went to Tampa Bay and handled them pretty easily, um, so they can at least have confidence in that. 
don't don't let don't let them do it, y'all. Don't let Mike Evans do it to you. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Detroit, probably in a one score game. Last question here: Who do you think has more pressure to play well and win this week, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? <sighs> Lamar, please, Lamar. Like I've said this before. You know how I feel, Carrington. I love watching Lamar Jackson play because nobody can play like him. Um, and for the first time in forever, he got actual weapons. Isaiah Likely is so good that they were like, you know what? Andrew don't have to come back just yet, right? We, we can save him for another week if we get to the championship game. They have Oda Beckham Jr., who is, you know, in the twilight of his career, but is a savvy, very talented receiver. And they have Zay Flowers, the best receiver I loved through the draft process, and there's a reason why the Baltimore Ravens were like, hell no, we're not trading with the Chiefs uh, so they can come up and get the the receiver that we want. So um, this is like, and, and again, the offense now is more evolved than what it was in the in the past. Uh, who's the offensive coordinator for the for the Ravens? There's too many names in, in my head, but uh, Todd Munkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Munkin's done a very nice job of expanding the offense, of getting them to go down the field, his his pocket awareness is great. He can still scramble, but he's also stronger in the pocket to where he can last over the course of a full season. Um, Lamar's done everything you could have asked him to do. Just win on, just win tomorrow, man. Just win. I don't need to see the the hatred start, but um, he needs this victory more than, than Josh Allen, in my opinion, because um, Josh Allen was not the MVP. Right now, we're joined in studio by Nate Taylor of The Athletic. Let's get back to the Chiefs coming up on the other side. I have a question to ask you, Nate. Is home field advantage the only advantage that Buffalo has in this game? We'll talk about it. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Kansas City, it's Trent McDuffie. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Nate Taylor of The Athletic, let me ask you this question. And I'm not talking about, like, individual position groups. Like... Is home field advantage the only advantage that Buffalo has in this game? Because Kansas City has the quarterback advantage. Kansas Mm -hmm. City has the head coach advantage. Mm -hmm. Kansas City has played in and won these kind of games more than Buffalo has. You would take Kansas City's defense overtaking Buffalo's defense in this game. Kansas City is the more rested team Mm -hmm. out of these two teams. 
They are the healthier of these two teams. Is there another significant advantage that you can point to and say, this is where Buffalo is better than Kansas City? Where is that at on the field? Where is that between these two teams? Maybe at tackle? <laughs> Deion Dawkins and Spencer Brown versus, you know, Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith. But look, Donovan Smith had his best game of the season last week against the Miami Dolphins. Of course, the Dolphins didn't have their top three pass rushers due to injury. Um, I think the Chiefs have the better kicker. Uh, they have the better punter because their punter hamstring didn't snap. Uh, chasing, you know, a black punt or black field goal, I should say. Uh, they got the better corners. I mean, safeties are pretty comparable, you know, uh, this is sort of the twilight of the tandem of Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Because I, mean, I guess you could say, I guess you could say, there's a wash. Maybe Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Yeah, because someone on the text line says, "What about wide receiver?" This is the argument I would make. Yeah. Gabriel Davis isn't going to play. He's in not this playing. Game. And if you were looking at the numbers, and I, the and I have over the last five weeks, you would not take Diggs over, over anybody. Rice. On the Chiefs, yes. You, you were not not right now. No. Mm-mm. Now his career, all of those things, I get it. If you look at the last five games, Rasheed Rice has 35 catches for 477 yards. You are not taking what we have seen. The last time that Diggs had over a hundred yards was early October. It's mid-January. Right. Rice has done it in back-to-back games he has played in. Rice is playing better right now than Stephon Diggs is, and they're not gonna have Gabriel Davis. And for all the highlight clips of uh, what LeJarius Sneed did to Tyreek Hill last week. It's not as uh, juicy of highlights, but look at that first matchup. Stefan Diggs didn't want to be out there in the second half. I mean, he's just getting smothered by LeJarius Sneed. So, um, Khalil Shakur? I mean, I think, I think honestly, uh, the Dal- or excuse me, the Bills should really lean on James Cook, and their two tight end set of Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. That is where they have the best chance uh, to to sort of exploit their advantages, um, because of course you're asking one of the linebackers and one of the safeties to maybe um, try to defend Dalton Kincaid or Dawson Knox, who are, are very uh, very accomplished tight ends. They're not Travis Kelsey great, but they're very good. Um, James Cook's been a kind of a revelation over the second half of the season. Uh, I still, I'm still not sure you want to tackle him more than than I like Isaiah Pacheco, uh, who did not play in the first matchup. So, um, because they don't have the other thing too is that like the Chiefs just have more speed at the wide receiver position. It's just will they catch the ball? <laughs> like they still have McCall Harvin. That's and a Mar- big question. And Mark West Valdez scaling. It's just a matter of will they catch the if the ball's there, will they go get it? Uh whereas like, you know doubtful. I'm time to be real with you. It's doubtful. <laughs> it's doubtful. We're like, again, we don't see Stefan Diggs running a lot of nine routes anymore. Uh Shakir had to shake twelve guys to get into the end zone against the against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. And look, James Cook is probably their most speedy guy. Uh and he's coming out of the backfield. So um they don't have as many advantages other than Josh. Take us. Put us on your back. Put that Superman cape on. If you throw a couple picks or two, fine. But you know, uh, empty the tank. Can you have a? 
can you have a similar performance to the 13 seconds game? Only this time we're 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 up by more than three points in the last in the last uh, minute of the game. Can can Josh Allen do that? Sure, um, he's definitely capable of it. But uh, even when you look at the defensive line, right? The the healthy the healthiest part of the Bills' defense is Gregory Russo, Elf, Oliver, very good pass rushing defensive tackle. Leonard Floyd been through it a lot. Shaq Lawson, you know what he, to expect from him. AJ Epinesa is playing just fine. Um, but yeah, I would still take George Karloftis, Charles Omenihue, Chris Jones, um, and Mike Dana inside on third down than I would take over these four guys. So you know whatever collection you want, and obviously we talked about Von Miller earlier. So. Uh, use James Cook a lot and see if you can get a lot of production out of your tight ends. If I was if I was managing the the Buffalo Bills offensive game plan, I know we're running out of time here. Let me get these two questions in before you get out of here. Number one, the most popular player prop right now for the second round of the postseason is over Isaiah Pacheco rush attempts at fourteen and a half. Ooh, bang it! The public is betting that the Chiefs are going to be committed to the run. Yes, Nate Taylor, do you think that the Chiefs are committed to running the football in this game? Because they cannot win this game if they are not committed to running the football. We know Andy mm-hmm. has those where you and I both read the box score and we're thinking, how did Isaiah Pacheco only get nine carries in this game? Yeah, they, they cannot win this game if that happens. Say that one more time, Carrington. They cannot win if Isaiah Pacheco has nine carries. I, I'm in full agreement with you. Uh, it's January, and he didn't play in the first matchup, and he's hard to bring down by just having one defender. And, again, if you break through the first level, there's so many injuries on the second and third level that he can maybe have one or two you know, rushing attempts that really pop uh, for 20, 30-yard gains. So uh, I think they're committed just because – you don't want to put all of the burden on Mahomes. Uh, as I've said before, and we'll say again, this uh, Chiefs offensive line is better at run blocking more than pass blocking. Uh, we'll see if that trend continues, but you're right. If I were a betting man, which I am not, but I would advise people that, yes, he has to get over what the line is on those on those amount of carries because – uh, that just simplifies the game for you, and you can control the tempo if you can run the ball effectively. we got about 90 seconds left. I'll get you out of here. We asked this question to everybody. Give me your Chiefs win-if scenario. Give me your Bills win-if scenario. Bills win if Josh Allen has one of the games that we'll always remember. And the Chiefs win if their defense proves yet again, if they don't score 30, we win. I, I think this game is a reflection of the Chiefs defense and everything they've built from the offseason to now. That is Nate Taylor of The Athletic joining us in studio. Be sure to check out his work, one of the best writers covering the National Football League. Always great talking football with you. Coming yes, up sir. on the other side, if you missed it, we'll replay our conversation with Nick Wright of First Things First. We'll also get to the hits and get you ready for Chiefs and Bills. Keep it locked in right here. It's The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.